Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys for once again joining us and I would like to take the opportunity, I'm still getting some cards and and letters and emails from folks that are wishing well after uh, the passing of my wife, and I I do appreciate it. Uh, You know what? The holiday seasons are coming. They're really upon us right now. I mean, we're already in October, and pretty soon it's going to be Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And a lot of people don't realize all the -the behind-the-scenes things that go on. And some people out there in the general public, too, may be toiling and doing all those things, and yet there's no recognition of it because it's not the ministry that is preaching or teaching. But behind every ministry, whether it's preaching, teaching, whether it's reaching out to the homeless— There's a plethora of things that go on behind to make all of that happen. And you could call it the mechanics of it. You could say the nuts and bolts of it. But make no mistake, those things are every bit as much a part of the ministry. And and the ministry couldn't function if it wasn't for those things. And so today, I have the assistant to the development director, uh, Jed, who's been with us for how, how long have you been there? About five and a half years. Five and a half years. And I'll let him tell you a little bit about that. But I'd like him also to talk a little bit about what it takes to keep a ministry running from his perspective. And it is a daily, and it's not a grind. It's not repetition. Every day is a brand new problem that tro- crops up, a brand new thing that he, that he has to be involved with. And not only the development part, but he does a great deal of our IT part in conjunction with the company that, that is our actual IT company. Jed is that on-site UGM uh, component to that. And so, uh, but just to let you know, Jed uh, had graduated the program many years ago, and he came back every once in a while, and then he was volunteering and I, he didn't ask me for a job. I asked him to pray about it and see if he would consider coming to work for us. And so as he pointed out five and a half years ago, he decided he prayed about it. And he, you know, Jed is a man of prayer. He's a man of faith. He pastors at his church uh, as one of the elders there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so he takes prayer the way we all should seriously. But the Lord laid on his heart. He came, and I'm appreciative that he did. He does just a ton of different things. And it it takes kind of rolling with the punches sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. it, it you just can't be static. It's not like I come in and I'm going to do A, B, C, and D, because many times what you're planning to do gets interrupted by what has to be done. Yeah. So, Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you do at the mission to keep it going. Well, my official title is I'm the assistant to the development director, but I also handle the social media and the website. And uh, as everyone knows, that's really pretty much the way 
things are now as far as PR and promotion goes. And with a mission like ours, you know, the number one responsibility that me and Eileen have is to uh, promote the mission and make sure that those that are interested in knowing what we're about and what we do get the proper information that they need to know. So it is an ever-evolving thing that's constantly changing and always looking for those um, opportunities to share something that's happening fresh and right away at the mission. And, um, and so that's part of it. And I also help oversee, you know, all the incoming and outgoing donations that come to the mission, you know, the incoming receding and then the thank you letters that go out. We have a team that does that, but I kind of help Eileen with overseeing that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a pretty big responsibility, but um, this time of year, like Pastor Tim was saying, is that um, we begin to have our um, fall donations coming in. But, you know, it's, it's an interesting time right now because, you know, COVID has affected every aspect of everybody's life. And that would include the way that we promote the mission. Normally, by now, we would be having uh, facilitating several big events with volunteers and uh, we would be having, you know, planning, you know, large indoor uh, activities, which we cannot do at this moment. And so me and Eileen have been really creative and really keeping us on our toes to find out ways to uh, make sure people know about what we're doing and, and, and how COVID has affected us and how we're still using uh, our facility and our ministry to reach those with the gospel and to continue to you know, clothe and feed and help the homeless. And so... Well, let me ask you something, Jed. You've been in a lot of the meetings and all the things that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you hit on it. You said that we are having... We're not able to do a lot of the indoor things that we had done before. Yeah. But one of the thrusts that yourself, Eileen... Tim Trenum mm-hmm. in the kitchen and myself have sat down and talked about was what can we do until we get through this pandemic, yeah. but what can we do? And the primary th- thrust is what can we do to promote the gospel message of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Because I don't know how it is for every other charitable group up there, out there, but for us— the primary focus has to be the integrity of the mission and has to be uh, the promotion of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so everything we do and everything you do is geared towards yes. how do we do this and and kind of play dodgeball on our feet. Yeah. Right? It's it's challenging right now because it's, you know, when you don't have that time to do the chapel like we always did— you know, and we're, we're feeding the guests. We're still passing out a lot of meals, 100 meals a night, hot meals to go. We're interacting with the guests, you know, but, but we, just, we just don't have that intimate chapel service that, that's been unique to the mission for since 1962. Yeah, so, we will as soon as we yeah. can. Uh, right now, we're not allowed to have but 25% of the capacity. Yeah, and with our room. guests, we can't bring in just 25 yeah. Because if we did, we would have a riot outside for those that weren't. Wanted to come in. Right. And so we, but we have determined to reach out to them the best we can, feed them all, uh, still promote our 24-man drug and alcohol yes. program, 
And some people misunderstand when we talk about promoting it or whatever. We don't get paid for that either. Nope. Uh, that's not it. But there we can really disciple the men. Uh, that's the one thing that, that has been, there's been two really awesome things that have happened in our department from the beginning of COVID that really surprised us. And I know Pastor Tim's seen it too, even though with all the suffering that we've gone through and a lot of heartache, um, the one thing that we noticed is just the generosity of our donors stepping Amazing. up. Amazing. It's been just, we haven't pushed it. We haven't asked for anything extra. We've just been doing our normal thing. And it's just mind-blowing how, and, and the little notes we've been getting, and not just the cards you've been getting because for, you know, for yeah. what you went through, but just notes from people saying, hey, we know what you're going through right now. We're praying for you. Yeah. We support you. We're, I just shared one on Facebook yesterday, a little, little nice little note that came from a donor, and it was with their donation, and it was so beautiful. I had to share it, and that was really cool. And then the other thing that's been really kind of, um, really a blessing is the men that have been in our program that have been there since the beginning of COVID have really blossomed. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it, I mean, we lost a few, but the majority of them stuck it out. And, and, and I've seen I lost, you mean they left. Yeah, that's what I mean. They, <laughs> yeah. they left, they left the program. They right. didn't stick it out. That's what I mean. Right. But, but, um, the ones that stayed, just the development and the depth of their change of heart has yeah. been pretty wonderful to watch. And it's yeah. it's unique because you you know a lot of it probably is the COVID challenge because they're going through it too. Yeah. They and are. then, you know, coming to Christ and finding, you know, that they have hope in him instead of having to go through that without him. And, you know, that's gonna be an extra an extra level of um blessing that they'll receive from that but i just i just noticed it's just been really special to watch if you take uh some individuals and there's a lot of them on the a lot of our program guys that have Mm -hmm. you know antanasio whose nickname is nacho he uh, was just talking to me the other day and and he said he just wants to give back. He wants to help. Uh, he asked me, <laughs> hey, can I wash your car, Pastor? And I said, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. And he said, you know, I don't want anything. I just want to be a blessing. The only reason I'm telling you this is because that's an attitude. That's a mindset. Yeah. It's, it's that washing of the feet of someone else. I'm not looking to get anything from it. I just want to be a blessing. We have uh, another Tim on the program who he's 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 just a madman yeah. when it comes to working. On he the loves property. to help, man. He's he's a real blessing. But we have a lot of guys. Uh, you know, we have a houseman that loves the men and loves the mission. And mm-hmm. and uh, Rudolph is well. He's just he's he he just has continued to show his willingness to do for the mission yeah. and for the people. Well, he has a heart. He does. So, and that's that's what it takes, you know. When you yeah. see these guys they come in and they they develop that heart over time. Yeah. You know, they come in and they're just trying to, you know, deal with their problems. And it, and a lot of it's self-centered in their own mistakes that they've made and then they come into a relationship with Christ and now all of a sudden their lives become one that's other-centered and they get a new heart and it's it's wonderful to watch. Because you know they're yeah. you know if you would have asked them a year ago would they care for 
a homeless person that comes and needs a pair of pants. Yeah. Oh no, I wouldn't care at all. But but Rudolph's out there. Hey, he's got compassion. He wants to help the people. He wants to make. He wants to see every program guy that comes in there to succeed. And that's that's a, that's a great thing to see. Well, you take for instance Tim Trenum, who's our kitchen supervisor. Went through the program many years ago, and he's been our kitchen supervisor for quite a while. He had been a manager. He had, I forget what he said that he had working for him, but he had, I don't know, hundreds of guys that were working for him at a, a, I think it was a department-type store thing that he was doing. That's not the point. The point is that he came, he was the one that came to me and said, look, we're, we're feeding these guys. And, but until this is over, would you mind if I went out and I bought a bunch of the plastic disposable trays? Mm-hmm. So, and this was just a week into this. Yeah. And can, so I can make hot meals for these guys and, and ladies outside. And I said, of course, yes. But what I'm saying is the heart to even think of that, what comes first is not what can make the mission look good. But what can we do that makes the mission work better for those that need us? Uh, So a lot of times the things we're doing, people don't know about, you know, until we bring it up on a radio show, right? But it's not uh, not just Jed. It's not just Eileen. It's not just uh, Eric in our uh, men's, men's aftercare program or the chaplain or the or the cook, it's a cooperative effort of wanting to make sure that people get the gospel message and that the mission stays open. We were fortunate to be deemed a critical, essential essential service. And so uh, they they actually wanted us to stay as open as we could without any violation. We don't, you know, we don't do that. But it's... It's been amazing. It's it been amazing been. how many people uh, have responded to us. And Jed can tell you, I <laughs> when this whole thing started and through the middle of it, I told them and our uh, the people that do our mailers, I do not want to be pulling on the heartstrings of everybody about COVID. Yep. I heard ad after ad that said during these times we have, you know, I didn't want any of that to happen because I didn't think it was a godly way to approach things. You folks, (laughs) you guys have been amazing. And even without mentioning hardly COVID, uh, we just, you guys have just kept us going and yeah, it's, it's moving been, ahead. It's been, yeah, you could ask, me and Eileen have spent several times not only just talking about it, um, but also just spending some time in prayer and praising God for it. Because, you know, we had that conversation back in March. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in the office, me, you and Eileen, and uh, at the end of March, and, and we didn't know what would, nobody really knew what was going to happen. And we were expecting a downturn because people were going to be out of work. And we just, we were expecting it. And we were preparing ourselves for it, and it never happened. And it actually was just, uh, like I said, it's more than just the financial support that's, that's oh, been yeah. really good. It's just the, the prayer. emotional prayer, encouragement, the notes, the calls, um, 
just it's just been it's just been amazing and i and i know for a fact after what you've been through pastor hmm. that it's 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 helping you a lot so you yeah know. Uh, there's no doubt about it i uh and and i i don't want to talk a lot about that because well it's still raw in mm-hmm. my heart uh she's with the lord for sure uh but that means she's not with me so yeah. but to your point, uh, coming back, coming back to the mission, reintegrating into what we do all the time, yes, it's a huge help. You know, I remember, as you said, back in those days when we really didn't know, we really still don't know what's going to go, but no. our primary thrust wasn't how can we get more money in or how can we keep from losing money it's there's going to be a lot of people who need food boxes there's going to be a lot of people who need help how do we gear ourselves to do this i went to the cook i said can we step up our food box program and he said absolutely you know we'll do as many as we possibly can with whatever we have as it turned out we've had an abundance of food products that yes. we could do those things with. And I guess there's other entities giving out food boxes, so it wasn't as overwhelming as I thought it was going to be. Well, we did. It was, we were, I mean, we were getting quite a few there. I know for like the first month, we were getting oh, Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays. We had, you know, 10, 12 people showing up every day, every Tuesday. 10 and, and 12 families. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot for us, you know. It was it was a good, you know, when you those add up when you go, to twice a week, you know. Well, and also, I um, was amazed. Well, I wasn't amazed because I've seen it for quite a while, but I was. my heart was so glad to see our program guys on food box days when they were giving away the food boxes yeah. and they're helping people that might be struggling. Yeah. You see a guy headed out the gate with an older woman who's maybe on a cane or whatever and she couldn't, you know, pull in the gate or whatever the case is, and they're helping them out there. That does my heart good. Yeah. Because it means they're changing. Yep. So uh, you've been there for uh, five and a half years. Yep. And in the five and a half years, uh, we have never had a point where we were unable to help people. Nope. We've never had to turn anybody away from help. Nope. Yep. And that's amazing thing. And a matter of fact, right now, we're, we're, we're our men's rehabilitation program has been back open, and we're accepting applicants for that. So that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it never closed in regard to the men that were already on the program. No. We had a certain amount of men. I think the beginning it was like eighteen or nineteen or. We 20. had almost a full house with the graduates. So, but to his point. We couldn't accept anybody new for a while. Yeah. And then I said, okay, well, we can accept them now, but they have to have a a COVID-19 test. Yes. And they have to be free from... Uh, Tuberculosis. uh, Yeah. And they can't have a fever. The same thing as any social program. If you're going to come in, every day, our whole staff, they take the temperature of our whole staff. And some folks might think that's overkill but it takes like two seconds 
It, and it's they're it, they're minor inconveniences. The things they're asking us to do, and it's just yeah. we just got to do it because it's for everybody's best interest. And you know, we're we're serving a vulnerable population yeah. that doesn't have access to the same hygiene that we do. So we Correct. just we need to be careful. You know, um, we've seen how contagious this disease is, and so we're just going to persevere and and continue on with. It, it's worth the inconveniences to be able to serve the people that we serve. Well, we have another aspect that we come from, too. Uh, we don't have just the COVID thing to deal with. Yeah. As you pointed out, yeah. we've always had to deal with TB. Exactly. And what was it, three or four years ago, there was uh, the big TB. outbreak? Yep. We have flu every year. It's the bad. H1N1 flu was, was pretty bad back <laughs> in its day, too. It was. And it has, you know, the flus have not gone away either. No. So... To Jed's point, the population's not only vulnerable, but they can easily be carriers of these things. Yeah. I think I told you guys 20 years ago I was volunteering there. I've been director for 15. But 20 years or maybe a little more, I had a guy, no, it was not his fault. He coughed in my face. It was an, He just couldn't catch himself. He had been in the military. He jumped out of an airplane and his parachute didn't open completely. It was partially open. He hit the ground hard, crushed his whole face, left him with permanent disabilities. He was praying with me, crying, and he coughed. About a week later, I was sick. <laughs> I had bacterial pneumonia. Yeah. And I thought that was about as bad as it gets. But you know what? I, I, most of you know, if you listen to the show, that I was in the hospital for a week and a half, pretty critical with COVID-19 as well. I'm telling you, that bacterial pneumonia was nothing compared to that. No, of course, I was younger. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't diabetic at the time. And I don't know what all the contributory factors are. But I can tell you that we deal with sickness around us all the time. So the pandemic is certainly different, but we are used to some of the precautions we've had to take, right? Well, you were back there during some of those times. Yeah. So uh, Jed was on the program, you know, 18 years ago. Yeah. So how does Phyllis feel about it? About what? About, you know, you, you come exposed every day. Right? Oh, we've been, ever since it started, we've, we've got a little program. I go home and I just change all my clothes. I, I wash the and then, you know, and we've been, we've been staying healthy, taking our vitamins, eating right, and just getting enough rest and doing all the th- precautions that we can. And she's perfectly fine with it. You know, she's been working from home, so she's been sequestered there. And, but we just both. We, we've been counting our blessings because we have both worked through it. So Well, we only have one minute left, and I wanted to thank Jed for coming on the show with me, but I also want to thank you guys again. Yes. You know, you have no idea of what your prayers and the financial gifts, of course, but if you're one of those people out there that really can't afford to financially give, if you could pray for us, yes. trust me, that is a huge thing. It is. Uh, the Bible says that God, you know, the, that 
the prayers of a righteous man availeth, availeth much. much. Yeah. So we're out of time. So as always, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.